Welcome back to the Daily Gloss. This is Steph. Hope you guys are having a great Monday. Obviously, happy early Valentine's Day. Isn't that crazy how it already came up? Hope you guys have a blast and celebrate. Enjoy yourself. Do something, whether that's with a partner or just yourself or your family, anyone you love. I hope that you celebrate love. Love is a privilege. And I think that is the only way to see this day is to appreciate the privilege of loving someone and to be loved by someone. So with that said, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode of me just chit-chatting about some gift guys you can get yourself, you can get your lover, people around you, anyone really Thanks so much for tuning in constantly. I know Lynn not being here is so hard. It's hard on me too, you guys. I truly, truly miss my conversations with Lynn. But do not worry. She will be back really soon. I know that I wanted to release a few of her, um, like release a few episodes about Lynn chit-chatting about her pregnancy, going into labor, motherhood, postpartum, all of that jazz. But that will be coming up in the next few months. So please stay tuned. And I hope you guys will find that extremely helpful. Again, if you guys have more thoughts, topics that you guys want us to talk about, feel free to reach us at the Daily Gloss Podcast. There is no judgment here. Honestly, anything you guys send us, we do not judge you. Even if we know you personally, there's no judgment here because everyone struggles through Every, like something, you know, a thought, review, anything you guys have for us, it is appreciated. All right, let's jump into some life updates. Y'all, if you guys do not listen to the What We Said podcast, they're not called the, but it's What We Said podcast. They are my inspiration to start this podcast with Lynn. I absolutely love them. There's just two really funny girls who are relatable and I'm I'm part of their valley girl, you know? So I'm excited. I hope I get tickets. I'll update you guys next week. Another thing is I was employee of the quarter at work. So I won a few games to the wild hockey game. That is definitely more for Andrew. But you know what? It's okay. I... I don't really enjoy sport because like I'm really internally competitive and I don't like losing because I don't like the way I feel about losing. I haven't dealt with that part in life, okay? I still need to go to therapy for that part in life and really figure out why I have such a hard time dealing with losing even though it's not even my game, you know? Like the wild hockey team, I don't even follow them. But when I go watch them and they lose, it's just like, ugh, like... It ruined my day. So that's why I don't watch sports or follow sports because I'm just internally competitive. (laughs) Um, I also want to give you guys some life updates about, you know, motherhood. Since I haven't done like a bump, baby bump update with Lynn. Now that she doesn't have a bump, we both have baby updates. That's literally our new segment. It's going to be baby corner, you know, baby corner. So here's my baby corner. 
with Miles. I'm learning to cope with him sleeping over at my in-laws, and man, it is so hard as a mom to really feel nothing is gonna go wrong. I don't know. Maybe this is a mother thing, or maybe it's just me. But I've been learning to cope with that. Andrew's been kind of. Not that he's pushing that, but he is like, we have to take these baby steps because one day he is going to sleep over at other people's house. And if you don't like learn to slowly cope with it now, I think it's going to get harder in the long run because I do have a lot of anxiety and this huge feeling of burdening people. And I don't like to burden people. I don't know why I just have this burden emotion or thought whenever I think about Miles being with other people the thought of like if I don't have the capacity and the energy why would anybody else that is my thought process that might be really negative and yes I do need help for that for sure man there's so much more that I'm gonna learn and much so much anxiety that I'm still gonna go through with Miles as he gets older and him sleeping over is just this hard thought process of knowing that he's gonna be okay and I'm not burdening people because if I am at least you would hope it would be said you know that is my thought process so if you have any answers or encouragement feel free to send it my way that is my baby corner all right let's jump into today's topic which is sharing valentine's day love stories just to give you hope that love still exists okay if you're going through a hard time right now i hope this warms you up i hope this warms you up to realize that you deserve love and love is out there waiting for you. Let's jump to the first story. All right, here it goes. Every year, I do the 14 Days of Valentine's. Sort of like the 12 Days of Christmas, but love-themed. Starting February 1st, I give my partner a little gift every day with a Valentine's pun like, You are so delightful with a bottle of a red soda, up until Valentine's Day. On the 14th day, I gave him a little booklet of 14 things I love about him with a box of chocolates. I also like to include some pictures of fun things we've done together so we can reminisce about all the good times. Oh my gosh, this story is so cute. I love this idea. If you love Christmas, do this for Valentine's Day to make this holiday actually really special. And if you... Okay, I know. I'm a mom now, okay? If you have kids, I also think this is such a great way to show them how love should be expected and given. You know what I mean? So this idea is great. I love it. I really like how she said it's just very little gifts. It's not like extraordinary gifts. So that was cute. I thought this was such a cute story. The next story is... The first Valentine's Day after my boyfriend and I started dating also happened to be the day my uncle died after a fight with brain cancer. It was a painful and tragic death. He left three young kids and my whole family was wrecked. When my boyfriend came over 
when my boyfriend came over to pick me up to go out and saw how distraught I was, he immediately changed plans. He drove me through the night to another state so I could be with my family and stay there with me through the funeral several days later. That meant more to me than any gift. I still tear up thinking about it. If this isn't love, I don't know. Like, when I read this story, I was like, wow, your boyfriend drove you to another state to be with your family. And obviously, I relate so much to this about cancer, losing my sister, understanding painful and tragedy, and then realizing that, like, Valentine's is just not going to be the same. But... He seems like he's aware and he's observant. He's kind-hearted, smart, and wasn't selfish. If anything, he's very selfless. I hope that warms your heart for love because it definitely did for me. Last Valentine's Day, I couldn't get off work. My boyfriend and I were both my boyfriend and I were both bummed, but we decided to celebrate the next night. No big deal. That day, However, I was a little sad as he hadn't even given me a happy happy Valentine's Day text or anything. I'm a nurse and was working a late shift, so it was after midnight when I finally got done. When I walked out to my car, my feelings totally changed. He decorated with balloons and streamers, filling the seat with candy, chocolate, and stuffed animals. They were even a frozen dozen of roses in the front seat, which, oh, there were even a dozen roses in the front seat. Why did I say frozen? The dozen of roses in the front seat were frozen solid because we lived in a frozen wasteland. It was perfect. I totally understand the story because when you live in the upper Midwest, you don't really want to go out for Valentine's Day. Like, you never know the weather. It's going to be either stormy, sleeting, gloomy, it's cold. You don't know the weather. But this was super cute. And I was like, wow. For s- someone who lives in the frozen wasteland as well, this guy did a, he did a good job. All right, next story. Every year, my parents each gave the other two cards for Valentine's Day. They'd spend so much time picking out the perfect cards, one funny and one sentimental. They kept all of them, and once they were in their 80s, they started recycling them. They'd choose their favorite out of the old ones and re-gift those since they'd forgotten them by then anyway. It cracked me up. My mom passed away four years ago in an accident, and those cards became a treasured memory to me, an emblem of their decades of love and what true love really looks like. Okay, I know this story is really sad, but it was so cute because, honestly, that is what I would want to do in my 80s. Like, I would want people to realize, like, dang, you went through thick and thin with somebody, and... Obviously, you would want your children to remember your decades of love. So this was a cute story of um, this person's parents. And especially when you lose someone you love and having like these small moments of them and small moments of their love that you never really realize, especially their relationship. It's even a deeper meaning. So I, I resonate with the story as well. How cute. All right, next story. My husband and I have been dating for six years, but because our family didn't approve of our relationship, we 
because we came from different cultures and religions, we really haven't discussed marriage. Then one Valentine's Day, I came home from work to find him in my apartment with a box of chocolates, a bouquet of flowers, and a ring. I was beyond surprised. His sister had helped him pick out the ring, and they'd kept it a secret from everyone, including me. That night, it was just him and me, which was perfect. Without our families around, we could see that this was what we really wanted. I said yes, and we eloped a few months later. Our families have been surprisingly cool with everything. I think once they realized this was really happening, they decided to get on board or miss out on grandkids. I truly relate to this as well. You guys know that me and Andrew had a very difficult relationship and very difficult engagement and that led up to us getting married. When it's just you two and you know that that's what you want, that's really, like, that's so much more important than the approval of everybody else. Because when you're waiting for the approval of other people, that's not really going to determine your happiness because you have to determine your happiness and you have to choose your happiness. And obviously this seemed, this person seemed like they really thought about it um, and they really valued people because I think if they didn't value people, they wouldn't have been together just like for at least six years and really worked hard on their relationship. So obviously they valued each other and they it seemed that they were just waiting for the approval of their families. So this is the last story I have. When my boyfriend asked me what we wanted to do for our Valentine's Day, I didn't want to I didn't want to be height maintenance, so I just told him we could keep it low key. Well, he took that as permission to do nothing. He didn't get he didn't even get the night off work. He was a waiter at a popular restaurant and didn't want to miss out on all those sweet Valentine's Day tips. I was so upset, I locked myself in my room and sobbed. My roommate heard what was going on and called him. Then she handed me her favorite sexy cocktail dress and told me to get dressed. She and her boyfriend drove me to the restaurant where my boyfriend worked without saying a word. When I got there... The staff has set up a private table for my boyfriend and me, complete with candles, roses, and champagne. He took his dinner break with me there, and it really was our most romantic day ever. Two thoughts to this is that one, your roommate is a bomb person. She did the right thing as a roommate on Valentine's Day. Like, her and her boyfriend chose to help you on Valentine's Day. Like, that goes a long way. That's a good friend. That's someone you know that truly cares for you. And secondly, I don't know. I don't know. Your boyfriend didn't take the day off because you didn't want to be height maintenance, quote, quote. But girl, you got to be yourself sometimes, okay? If you're height maintenance, you are height maintenance. You cannot act low maintenance when you are not height maintenance. I mean, when you are high maintenance. Like me, I'm not going to lie. I'm not low maintenance at all. And I'm not going to act like it because that's not who I am. Because at the end of the day, you're going to end up sobbing and crying because you didn't get what you wanted. Because you're not being your true self. Okay, I said two thoughts, but I have a third thought. My third thought is, why is he doing this? You know what I mean? Like, why did he take his dinner break with you? Is it because your roommate called him and told him, like, you need to do yada, yada, yada. 
and make her feel good because then it's like really not his idea. It's her, like your friend's idea, your roommate's idea to make you have a good time. And not that it's a bad thing, but hey, this is just a tiny story. But that's my thought process on this story. Anyways, it's still cute though. I I mean, he took his dinner break with you, had a private table. I guess that's still romantic. Yeah, that was my last story and my thoughts. All right, because it is Valentine's Day, I'm going to give you guys some relationship tips as if I haven't been giving you guys tips all month long. I just want to talk about things that will keep your romance alive because I truly believe that when you keep the romance alive, it will create a long-lasting relationship. It's not about keeping the relationship long. It's about keeping it alive. That's what's going to drive you in the long run. And obviously, these are just my thoughts and my personal tips. Not that you have to follow it. It may or may not work for you. Feel free to send me your tips as well. Those are definitely welcomed. Before going to the relationship tips, I want to read some responses, again, that I got from Instagram. Is My husband and I met in college because we were the only ones doing the group project that is cute. That is cute. I mean, that's probably fate, you guys. Who knows, right? That's probably fate. Another one of you guys said, met at church camp. I was a newbie and he was a 10-year veteran. Hey, you never know. You never know what the Lord has for you. And then, obviously, I got a great response that says, ours is crazy. Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> And what is it? Oh, I have some responses about self-love. I totally forgot to add this in my last episode. So I'm going to add it here. There are some things that you can do for your self-love, okay? And some of you guys said, go buy that shoe or that bag. You deserve it to spoil yourself. It's important for you to be healthy and at your best so you can be the best for your family. One of you said, you are the reflection of the five people you surround yourself with. And that is so true. Last thing that I ask you guys is things to do on Valentine's Day. And this one is so funny. It says, cook with each other. Do not go to McDonald's. <laughs> yes, girl. Mm-mm. Don't don't go to McDonald's. If you got your partner at McDonald's, you need to step up. Another you said, weekend getaways. Agree. Like I said in my last um, episode, go on a getaway, a little staycation, you'll thank yourself. And then someone also said cute stuffed animals, vases of flower, Lego set, or go to arcade and enjoy yourself. Hey, those are some good ideas, okay? Especially if you're young, why not? Go all out. Make it fun. Now I'm going to go into my relationship tips. My first tip is that everyone desires to feel wanted, needed, and loved. And these three things are very different, okay? Well, I want to say okay like a Facebook Live person. <laughs> if you guys know Facebook Live, oh my gosh, I've been watching a bunch of those and... Mm-mm. They, they're, they're rubbing off on me. You see what I'm consuming? <laughs> but my first tip is that 
everyone desires to be f- wanted and needed and loved. And obviously, those three things are truly different. You know, feeling wanted is feeling wanted is constantly being chased at. And I think that's like what I am trying to say is when people desire to be wanted is that they desire you to chase after them. And that goes for both ways. It's not just you should be the person who doesn't chase, do any of the chasing. And the needed part is knowing that you matter in the relationship and that everything you do and everything you contribute is um is important and is valuable in the relationship. And then the loved part is obviously beyond physical. It's the emotional being of knowing that, hey, I'm secured. I trust you. You trust me. And it's more than just a feeling. It's security. I hope that makes sense. And that those are like the three ways I can describe like what I was meaning that these three things are very different in relationship. And I think a lot of times we put it together and or we smush it all into one and thinking that it's the same thing, but it's truly not the same thing. So that is my first tip. Second, obviously, has to be that you need to make every day Valentine's Day. Yes, grand rom- romantic gestures can be wonderful, but it's the everyday actions, the small acts of love that truly enhances the bond and keeps the romance alive. Spend your spouse, send your spouse a daily I love you message or, you know, a simple text or a selfie saying like, hey, I wish you were here during like a work trip or five minutes of uninterrupted cuddling at the end of the day, you know, things like that. Those are things that are going to add up in the long run compared to like a grand romantic gesture. And not that I'm not discounting grand romantic gestures, okay? I'm saying that you should still do that on top of the small everyday. I would like to note that just because you do a grand romantic gesture does not make up for the small everyday actions. The small everyday actions matters just as much as the grand romantic gesture. That's literally what I'm trying to say here is both truly matters and you can't just do one or the other. I think that you should always do both because that is what will keep everything alive. It will make every day Valentine's Day. Another thing I want to talk about is taking care of yourself. Visually, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look cute, dressing up, doing your hair, putting on makeup. That is a great way of taking yourself, taking care of yourself, building confidence, knowing who you are, what you like, what you don't like, and just trying to look good for the other person. There's nothing wrong with that. That goes with phys- being physically active too. And beyond being the physical is being healthy internally for the long haul, a healthier version of you with your partner. I think this is a huge deal to Andrew and I, obviously because we lost both our grandparents. Like my grandma was probably in her early 70s, and I believe that might be the same for Drew. Uh, But all to say is that 
they could have lived so much longer if they had chosen healthier life choices and healthier route. Especially my grandma. I'm not going to tell you guys what she did, but she could have lived longer. And my grandma, she was, you know, she was living a life that made made it really hard for our family. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to put it at that. Like, my grandma, I love my grandma. I'm not saying that, it, like, she's not a loving person. She is a really loving person. But I think the life choices she made was really hard on my parents. It was really hard on us as grandkids. And when she passed, it, it took a huge toll on us. To me, I wish that she didn't make those choices that she did. Because if she didn't, she would have lived so much longer because my great-grandma lived until she was 90. And the only reason why my great-grandma passed was because she actually fell and um, had a internal bleeding. And that's how we lost her. But my grandma, you know, she passed away early 70s. And compared to my great-grandma, that's like close to 20 years difference. A part of me is... This might be a very selfish thought, but because of my grandma's life choices, it made me have this thought that if she did not choose this route in life, then she would have lived an extra 20 years healthy and she would have seen Miles grow up. She would have been in his life longer and she would have been in my life longer I think that's just like my thought process with being physically active is like meaning being healthy and choosing healthy choices, healthy routes in life. This will keep your relationship longer because you're going to be with each other longer and not lose any single days. I, I know I went off tangent, so forgive me for that. It's just I was trying to explain myself of why I just truly think that physical health is so important on top of physical health is your ment- mental health and that's super important to be aware of your emotions and mental state obviously seeing a professional or even listening to your spouse vent to make them feel seen and heard you know what this is truly for that person who's dealing with it not so much for you right and I think that like realizing that it's gonna give them that space to be with you longer because they feel seen and heard. And obviously, if you see a professional, you need to realize that this is for you. You're doing this for yourself. You're doing this for the future version of you. You're bettering yourself. There's really, truly nothing wrong with you. And um, when you're aware of all of these mental state that you're in, then you truly learn to not lash out so much or you know how to deal with yourself better and you know how to contain and control things I think that's like the hard part of mental your mentality right those are the really difficult things that I I'm just pointing out not that everyone goes through difficult mentality like me I was just really talking about myself (laughs) but I'm just saying being aware of yourself your mentality is so important next thought that I have um, 
about relationship is respecting your partner. I think respecting your partner is so is so important. And I know a lot of people talk about this. A lot of people says this often because how we love our partner, like how do you love someone or lust for someone but don't even like them? Respect is not love. It is the foundation of a great relationship. And so how do we do res- like how do we show respect and that's by our actions and yes at the beginning of the relationship it would start with expensive wine, roses, gifts, but then it starts to mature slowly over time into something more beautiful like acts of service, like taking out the trash, doing laundry, taking care of your kid, giving you alone time, spending time together, having quality conversations. That is like things that slowly matures over time and learning to just respect each other by speaking good words about them to them and of them. You know, you need to nurture and support your partner. And that is the key to, you know, opening their heart and knowing that, hey, there is so much respect here to understand each other, to say what I feel and know that there's no judgment. And the opposite of respect is obviously criticizing. And that kind of comes with me and Andrew's conversation all the time is, you know, respecting our boundaries, what we're good at, what, what we like, what we don't like, you know, how often I'm asking him to do things. And it goes into you respecting your partner's request, you know, such as like, hey, can you not be on your phone? when I'm talking to you or hey can we not do this right now or can we have this conversation those kind of requests is also considered respecting if you really truly respect your partner their minor request is not a problem that's all I'm trying to say talking about technology you need to stop being on technology and spend quality conversations and time together Getting off technology is really hard nowadays. All of us, we are social. That's our social norm. We're always online. There's no way to get out of that. But it is a choice. You have to choose to get offline and spend time together or even spend time by yourself. I've been trying to get off technology to spend time with myself and spend my time doing other things. So how Andrew and I do this by getting off technology is we always play a card game. Like I mentioned last week, we always play phase 10 or sequence and we will converse. The reason why we do this is because Andrew has ADHD and he cannot sit still. He always has to be doing something. So the only way for me to do that is we have to play or do something and talk and have conversations. This goes into knowing your person completely and working around their struggles. This, again, goes back to respecting and taking care of your relationship, okay? I know, like, me and a friend, we always talk about how, like, our like our spouse have ADHD and it's so annoying because you feel like they're not listening to you. But when you know this part about them, like, there's a lot of respect to that and working around it and caring for your relationship to not let that be... The thing that breaks you, if that makes sense. I don't really know how to explain this unless you deal with this yourself. But that is what Andrew and I do. 
The next thing I want to say is humor each other always. Okay, having fun and laughing together is key. Knowing, okay, I hope you guys have the same humor as well, or grow to know each other's humor. Laughter is not only about humor, but it's also about connection, right? So that's what I mean by like making sure you guys either have the same humor or understand each other's humor. This really plays out for relationship to last really long,、um, so you don't get annoyed of each other's humor. If you don't have the same humor, it it can be really really hard because you might be annoyed of. The person you're dating, if you don't enjoy their humor, so I think that humor goes a long way. All right. Second, last thing I want to say is enjoy each phase of the relationship. There are so many phases in relationships that even I didn't really realize that. Obviously, I was so young, but、um, I've always heard. About phases in relationships, such as you know, there's a honeymoon phase, and then there is a dry phase, like the desert phase, and then there is an energy phase, and then you know, you could go back to the dry desert phase. So enjoy each phase of the relationship because sometimes being apart is healthy, and to keep your romance alive, you need to have a healthy amount of distance. Okay, not too much, not. Too little, just a good healthy amount. That depends on your relationship. That depends on you and your spouse. There is no right or wrong answer. There is no one size fits all, and each person, they do need their own space to do, you know, their own interests or hang out with friends and even alone time. This also goes back to respecting your partner's boundary, whether you're dating, you're married, or what, you know. Those things really matters. That's why respecting your if you can't respect the person you're dating, how are you gonna respect them when you're married? So, if you don't have respect for them right now, I don't. It, it may not change, unless you choose to change your per your perspective on them. If that makes sense, I know I keep saying if that makes sense because I'm by myself. <laughs> I don't have Lynn to validate me, and. The reason why I want to bring up phases of relationship is because even I didn't realize I was going through phases in relationship. Like with Andrew, we were in the honeymoon phase, and then we were in the you know marriage phase, and then the desert phase, and then now we're in the mother parent parental phase. I was gonna say motherhood phase, but he's not a mom. The parental phase. And I realized that there's so many phases in relationship, and I would say like the dry season of Andrew and I's relationship was us being extremely busy with other things, not spending a lot of time together. And before Miles, he would focus a lot on his projects, his hobbies, and I would focus a lot on my hobbies, my friends, projects, my work. And I think that was a dry season of our life where we were very comfortable. So maybe not dry season, maybe comfortable season where we didn't think that there was another level and there was another phase we can be in. Instead, we were like, we love this phase. We're comfortable in this phase. And then when we came into parental phase, you know, that's so wild. And I think. In this phase, we're learning to enjoy it. We're learning to enjoy the ups and downs, and learn to enjoy how to deal with each other, how to be with a child, how to 
throw a child. So whatever phase you're in, just enjoy it. Whether that's the honeymoon phase, whether that's the engagement phase, the dry phase, the I don't know if I want to be with you phase, figure that out. Whatever that phase is, enjoy it. You're meant to be there for a reason. There's something to learn. Don't take it for granted. Last thing I want to say to wrap up the hour is romanticize the relationship. If you're on TikTok or Instagram, you would have heard the term romanticize your life. And I obviously want you to romanticize your relationship. Cultivate and curate the relationship you want, the way you want your life to be. You know, um, when I watch these romanticize your life TikToks and stuff like that, where they're like, you wake up every morning you and you put on a cute outfit and you make going out to the gym, like you make going to the gym as if like you're going out. Right, like you're going out for dinner, so you you make your gym clothes feel like they're um, like dressy, and you make your coffee, you enjoy things, and I want you to do that with your relationship by saying good things, speaking good things about yourself, about your partner, and you know, taking your time in your relationship, building your relationship, dreaming about your relationship, making it this romantic movie. Okay, and like I said, relax about it. Make it humorous. Have fun with it, and don't think that it needs. They like, don't compare your relationship with someone else's relationship. That is so hard to do. I'm not gonna lie. That is really hard to do. To feel like, wow, my relationship can never be that. Again, scenarios. Okay, it depends on your situation, your scenarios, but. It is so easy to compare even when you're in a healthy relationship. So romanticize your relationship the way that people kept saying romanticize your life. Do that. That will help you be alive in your own relationship. Okay? And I think that is all I have for today. All right, everyone. That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me again <laughs> um, on these love stories to give you hope that love still exists. Also, for listening to my advice, you don't have to take it. Do what works for you. There is no one size fits all. Your love story is yours. Lynn will be back soon. So if you have any questions for her, anything you guys want us to talk about, feel free to reach us at the Daily Gloss Podcast on Instagram or even just leave comments on Spotify. I believe you can leave comments on Spotify now. So feel free to do that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I will see you next week. Bye.